You are listening to the Steadfast Life Podcast with Jake and Witt, where we take your questions and offer our answers. We're here to give you what you're looking for, whether that's value, entertainment, or just some laughs. Most people who know anything about Witt or I know that we coach together, that we've got this business where we are coaching clients side by side, we're on calls, and we're kind of bringing both of our personalities to all of these calls, to these sessions, to these clients, trying to help them find transformation in their life. Well, recently, I've been coaching with Outwit quite a bit. She has been doing the difficult work of first she was growing Maverick, and then she delivered Maverick, and now she is feeding Maverick quite often and taking care of him. So she's downstairs, I'm upstairs, we have the office up in the attic and and the house is down below. So right now, Wit is right below me with Maverick and they're, they're doing their thing. So this time period has given me some insight into kind of two things. One is I've been able to see who I am and what it's like to be someone who's pursuing something with wit as sort of a consultant and a mentor and a coach. Because even though I'm the one running the business right now, of course, we're still having conversations. And and even recently, she challenged me on this brilliant challenge where I had some growing to do. I was like the client of her life coaching skill and I got to experience what it's like and how she just cuts right to the core of of your growth edge and what it is that you need. And it was a pretty wild experience that I'll get into. But simultaneously, I'm observing Wit do a very difficult part of life and how she's managing herself and how she's doing it on her own. So when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about on this week's podcast, I was like, you know what? This is perfect because Wit would never agree to this if she were up here working with me, but she's not. I'm in the attic. She's downstairs. So I get to take this time to just brag about her, to talk about how amazing Wit is, the amazing Whitney Rail, and all of the wonderful things that she does and how she adds to my life. So... What I've been watching her do is step back. And Wit is very action-oriented. She's very active. She really takes care of her body, both in nutrition and the way that she moves it intentionally so that it is sort of a a machine that she can count on. It can do anything at any time. One time we were actually out in Colorado and we went to um, this this area that that you can climb, the Manitou Incline, I believe is what it's called. I hope I got that name right. But it is, um, you know, this incredibly steep set of stairs that goes up something like a thousand feet. And and we're like, hey, let's just go do it. We were just at launch, like, let's go do it. And then as we did it, we were just reflecting on how cool it is to live a life where you don't need to train for something like that. It's actually just available to you anytime that you want to do it. So that's kind of how Wit has been used to her body. And then as anyone who has either gone through or been around someone who's gone through pregnancy knows her body has not been behaving the same way for the past 12 months as it did back then. And so in that space, I've watched Wit and kind of how she deals with that. I've been able to observe and and be inspired and really admire how she shows up because her her body's been letting her down, I guess is what I say. That's not really true. It hasn't been letting her down. It's had different priorities. Her body's been doing something amazing and miraculous, 
but it's not the normal. It's not the expectations that she's used to expecting or like the to-do list that she's used to having for her body. It has not been showing up too well in those specific areas. And so she's had to adjust her mindset quite a bit. Often people see that as an opportunity to go smaller, but what Wit has done is she sort of um, dived into a depth of herself and tried to use this as an opportunity to go deeper into who Wit is and, and really shine out of that, really grow, really find this to be an opportunity to do some of the more difficult work where I have to be honest, I probably would have watched a lot of movies. I don't normally live my life that way. And so I would see this as an opportunity to do that. She didn't. I actually watched her embrace this in kind of three specific ways that I wanted to share with you, inspired by a recent challenge that she offered me. So she told me to stop doing these YouTube videos. I had taken three weeks off after Maverick was born and it was the fourth week and it was time to produce a video. And, and she said, you know what, don't. You, you've got a little too much significance, a little too much of your character, maybe pride, and, and also routine wrapped up in your consistency. And so there could be some blind spots that you're not seeing about the approach you wanna to take to your life and our business. Why don't you go inward? And she started treating me like a client. She said, why don't you do what we ask our clients to do? And, and she literally challenged me like coach to client to take on this five-day fast from doing any work outside of serving our clients. And so I did that and I found the transformation to be quite incredible. I did find a lot of places where I was causing friction in our business with my thinking. And, and it occurred to me how fortunate I am to have wit. I have the greatest life coach as my teammate in life. It's like showing up to a beach volleyball tournament with a seven foot tall blocker. Like I, I walk into the scenario and I'm like, yes, I'm walking with wit. And so I wanted to sort of see if I could share that. I wanted to share on this video what I've been observing in her that is sort of an inspiration and a guide for all of us to try and be as amazing as Wit. <laughs> so here it is. Wit is in love with Eureka. That's the best way I, I know to call it. Uh, um, she's in love with the pursuit of finding the 1% adjustment that can make things even better for her, whether that's her experience of life, her ability to coach, her, her skill as, a, as an athlete, how she shows up as a mom or a wife. She is on a hunt to find that 1% that adjustment. But she does a careful dance, and this is, where it becomes, this is where it becomes so admirable, so unique to watch. It's kind of her 1%. She does this balance between loving herself fully as she is without needing to be one thing different and having real aspirations that she's not going to deny and pretend aren't, pretend aren't there or, or call greedy. She, she isn't delaying her satisfaction of life for when she achieves something somewhere else down the road, but she's also not going to just play small and pretend that that's humility. She's gonna do both. She kind of holds both of them in this space. And you can see that on one hand, 
it, it could be an error to get too caught up with your goal, where you're going next, what you're going to accomplish, and just always be eyes on the eyes on the prize, right? Always looking forward because you will be at risk of getting into a place where you were thinking it's better there than it is here, rather than embracing the truth that this is as good as it's going to be, that, that the happiness that's available to me in this moment is the same happiness that's available to me in any moment, no matter what I accomplish or what I achieve. And so my capacity to experience that happiness is a skill I wanna build. Because if I've got goals that are about making a bunch of money and I'm unhappy, I can be an unhappy person who doesn't have money or I can be an unhappy person who does have money. But if I don't have that skill, if I'm not constantly and, and intentionally building the skill of happiness, then the extra money is not gonna achieve it. My goal, going after whatever goal it is in my future, is not going to change that. So on one hand, you can see that danger, and she, she doesn't get caught up in that. She sees herself as a loved, valuable child of God. And I don't mean on default she sees herself that way. I mean that she does meditations that help her see herself that way, journaling, uh, prayer. She spends time, she's intentional about it. She has a routine and a process that is centered around intentionally seeing herself as a daughter of God and intentionally feeling what that's like, intentionally experiencing that love, knowing that, that this is as good as it gets. At the same time, she's got big dreams and she's going to go after them boldly. She's not interested in living small because sometimes if you're too focused on this is all there is, this is as good as it gets, it would be easy to grab a thought like, then what's the point? And, and if you're thinking, then what's the point, then anytime you're looking at any sort of obstacle or discomfort that's between you and some sort of dream you have on the future, some purpose that you may feel called to, it's very easy to just decide to be okay where you are. And then when that tension is present, you buffer it instead of addressing it or leaning into it or exploring it. And you buffer it, you numb it with um, maybe some, the way that you eat. A lot of people numb with the way they eat or maybe a, a Netflix series or alcohol or anything that sort of takes your mind away from the reality and, and kind of lets it escape into something else. And so you, you wanna kind of be careful. If I, if I watch Wit, she's kind of navigating these two things that she, she sees her future self. She knows that she wants to go big. She's very in touch. She believes that God has a purpose for her life, a big purpose, a purpose so big that she couldn't do it without him. And so it's the kind of pur purpose that, that requires relationship. It requires her to grow with him. And that's how she knows that it. it's his will and his word. And, and that, that's the intention for her life. But at the same time that she's fully lovable, whether she accomplishes it or not. And I, I've just watched her hold those two things and it's, it's one of the three ways that, that I just, I, I wanna share wit with the world and just let you reflect on that for yourself that you are actually allowed to do both. You're allowed to love yourself fully in the present and go so big and dream so big that you couldn't do it without God as a teammate. The second one is that wit takes massive action. 
she always takes massive action. Whether she is physically able to take physical massive action or not. And that's what's so beautiful. Because yes, she does go on big hikes and climb big mountains and go after big dreams and push her body and take the traditional massive action. She she does go speak in front of big crowds and make big offers to people and, and do all those things. But she also raises her hand on every coaching call. It's actually one of my favorite stories of our journey is that she signed up for Brooke Castillo's self-coaching scholars. We were in the very first class of that. She was in the very first class of that. I just sort of did it from the sidelines. The way it worked where there was these group coaching calls and and you raised your hand on Zoom, you know, hit the little raise your hand icon. And then some people got coached and some people didn't. And it's a big mystery and still is a big mystery. How many people are in this group? And so if you imagine there are thousands of people in there and it's a one hour call, well, then, you know, you may be sitting there thinking, oh, boy, do I need to be coaching anything? And you kind of raise your hand and you end up not getting called. Well, we wanted none of that because at this time, this program cost more money than we had easily available. It, we could do it, but it hurt a little bit to be in there. And so Wit had this mentality, if I'm in here, I'm getting coached. And so every time she signed into Zoom as part of her sign-in process, she raised her hand. Brooke's still talking, hasn't said raise hands yet, nothing like that. Pop, that hand is up. And she never, not never, but often, didn't even know what she was going to be coached on. Because I would be in the house and Wit sitting at her computer. We have on our calendar. It's time for Brooke's call. She's on there, hands up, and she's yelling, Jake, what should I get coached on? What, what ideas do you have? She's going to call me and I don't even know what to say. But she was taking massive action. She was unwilling to passively consume that coaching session. She was going to be in it in the hot seat. And what ended up happening was that she got caught, she got coached so often that Brooke was receiving sort of negative feedback from the other people in the in the scholars program. And they were saying, hey, this isn't fair. Whitney's getting coached all the time. But what was so funny about it is that Brooke actually brought that up on the call. And so you got to imagine this call with which thousands of people watching that all want sort of Brooke's attention or her insights in, into her brain. And, and, and to set the scene, because of Wit, Brooke, and my interaction with uh, Wit's engagement and then our marriage, Brooke's got a photo behind her. The only photo behind her is this picture of me and Whit <laughs> sitting back there. And then she brings up that people are saying that Whitney's getting coached too often, that she's sort of a teacher's pet or whatever in this thing. And she says, so in response to that, I'm going to start off this day by coaching Whit. Because even as Whitney was listening, that all of these people are complaining about how often she's still on Zoom with her hand up because she doesn't care. She wants to get coached. That's what, that's what she's there for, is to get coached, and her hand is up, and she's ready to do it. So it was pretty funny, and it's a story that it's actually been fun even since that time when we've uh, been interviewed or been on Brooks' podcast to kind of uh, you know reminisce about that time. It, it's just it it was super funny and really cool to see. But but it's all just stemming from which mats of action. But it doesn't stop there because, like I was saying, the traditional massive action isn't really available to her in this season. And so she's been taking a different kind of massive action. She, she wants to live a Holy Spirit-led life. And so in order to do that, she's got to build her skill, build her capacity at hearing from the Holy Spirit and acting on what she hears. 
And so she signed up for a, uh, a grad school program is, is really what it is. She signed up for uh, Bethel's uh, School of Supernatural Ministry, all about hearing from the Holy Spirit, all about those nudges, all about building that relationship. And, and the program is designed so that at the end of it, Witt could actually be a pastor. But here's what's crazy. Witt has no interest in being a pastor. Witt's interested in the Holy Spirit. She is 100% process focused in this thing. However, she's jumped in. She's doing all the homework. She's on all the calls. She's, she's doing everything that's asked from, for, from her in a grad school program, paying the fees, all to go after this knowledge, all in this pursuit of this knowledge. And I love being teamed up with someone who has such a passion to be part of something bigger than her. She sees what's going on here as not just Whitney leaving a legacy. She is trying to join in and support something that's much larger. And to see that kind of character and have a teammate that has that kind of character and live with and work with someone that has that kind of character on a day in and day out, you cannot help but be inspired. And this mentality, it even flows into our coaching. Because even when Wit was on such a restricted energy output budget at the late stages of her pregnancy and in the early stages when Maverick was eating so often, she still made time to pray for clients in our off time. She even got to calls early enough that we could pray for the client on like that particular session. We always start by just, you know, asking the Holy Spirit to join us and, and be able to offer what we can offer to our clients. She, she would be there early enough to the call to, to make that happen. She would spend time in her own mind thinking about that client. She would try on each client for hours throughout the week and, and, and journal about them and, and be looking for what breakthrough they might have, really diving into the work that didn't require so much physical energy, but required tons of mental energy that she could sit still and do where I might've been tempted to sit still and watch an Avengers movie. <laughs> and so it was really just impressive to see her go through that. And, and one of these ways where it, it becomes so awesome for me, where I feel so fortunate that I have the opportunity to come alongside that and, and to live the life that's created from that kind of effort. So that's sort of the second one. You've got your, your eureka, how to find this balance between contentment with where you are and growth, and also that massive action can be a way of life. It, it doesn't have to be the traditional bold actions that are associated with massive action, like saying, I'm gonna ask for a bunch of money for this, or I'm gonna sign up for this big weight loss program, or I'm gonna you know, commit to running a marathon. Yes, those are massive actions, but if you have a character of taking massive action, if you refuse to play small, you'll see that in the different seasons of your life with what's available to you, you will find different ways to take different types of massive action. And so that's just another place that we can all get inspired from Wit. And the, the last one I want to mention is Wit's appetite to pay it forward. There's a story of Wit that I've only heard her tell. I didn't know her at this time but she was new in her sobriety, probably in the area where if I imagine what it would be like, it would be one of the hardest times because she's maybe like six weeks in, maybe two months in. And for a period of her life, she really leaned on alcohol as a coping strategy to manage stress. And then she was convicted that it was having effects, ripples into her life that she didn't want anymore. And, and that there was just a way to live that wasn't available if that was there. So she decided to take the journey to remove alcohol from her life altogether. She's about two months in 
and it's a kind of a strange place where you've that's a long time like if if you drink alcohol on a daily basis two months is a long time it would seem like man it's been a long time since i've had it yet it's so early in a long-term journey if you're thinking about a lifetime two months is so small and it's an easy place to get into to get caught in this idea of like, oh man, I'm this is hard. You know, I've been going long enough. The desire is big enough that this is really difficult, and I don't know how I'm going to continue. That's a long way to go, and I don't know if I can go that far. And and she was wrecked. She was at a in a low spot. She said it was about five o'clock in the afternoon, and she had it on her mind. I just I want to make it to tomorrow. If I can make it to tomorrow then that's one more day without alcohol. That's one more day of sobriety that goes under my belt. How am I gonna make it to tomorrow? And she went through all of her, you know, all of the techniques and tools that you have to do that. And none of them were working on this particular day. And the only one that, that she could come up with was to go to sleep. Like I just, the, if I could go to sleep, then I won't drink tonight. And so she's like, if I could just fall asleep, I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll have this next day. But it, it was, it was too hard. She's struggling. And so she talks about how she was, um, had an encounter with God actually. And, and that she was in her bed in her apartment in South Austin, where she was when we were dating. And, um, she was just curled up in the fetal position and she was just praying and praying, please take this craving away. This is too hard. It's more than I can handle. And, and really feeling defeated. And then it occurred to her that she needed to make it because there were other people struggling, suffering with this. And she was in no position to help them at this time. She had to have her own transformation first so that she could reach back and grab the other people who are struggling and encourage them and help them and invite them to come you know, in, into this other world to make take this journey themselves. And so her prayer became about the strength to make it through so that she could be an example of what's possible to other people who are suffering the same way she was suffering in that moment. And I heard this story and I was floored by it. And sometimes it inspires me so much that even when Wit's not with me, I will sometimes scroll through our website. I will take a look at our um, testimonies, people that have had their lives changed, that have been set free from alcohol, that have been set free from cigarettes, people that have you know, grown businesses and lost weight and, and been set free from all the limiting beliefs that are holding them back. And I will even play that story of Wit in that moment saying, you know, please, God, offer me this transformation. Please help me get through this so that I can reach back for the others. And I see all the people that she's brought forward. I remember one time listening to a podcast that was released where she was honored by Brooke Castillo for the transformation she had made in her life. And both of us just bawling in the in the kitchen with inspiration, just thinking about, oh my gosh, there was this time when this is all that want, all she wanted was to be able to be this example to bring other people through, and it had happened. It was a miracle that had been delivered that we were living. And I was just realizing as I'm looking at this time with some distance in our business between me and Wit that I can see, oh my gosh, I got invited into that. I, I didn't do that. I didn't go through that transformation. I just love wit. That's the only way I got into this. And it's just kind of another way that I was seeing that this analogy, me getting to show up at the volleyball tournament with the seven foot tall blocking partner, that 
I'm blown away by the opportunity I had and just my conviction to try and just spread this inspiration, this amazingness of Whitney out through this podcast and YouTube so that other people can sort of grab it and be convicted to 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 go forward and and be part of something bigger. So, you know, to have that eureka, to have that balance between where you are and where you're headed and and to take massive action whatever that looks like in the season that you're in. And this appetite to be part of something bigger, to pay it forward, to play your role, to leave your legacy, to have your own growth. And, and if, if, you've, if you're claiming, if you're believing the lie that that's somehow selfish or greedy to, to push yourself forward like that, to intentionally refocus on, on a day like that when, when you were saying, I need this transformation so that I can be an inspiration. Or, or maybe that's today. Maybe you're just now realizing, oh my gosh, that's just what I needed to get through this obstacle, to have the mindset to push a little bit further this next time as, as I pursue this. I want to be an example of what's possible to someone in the future who's suffering as I am today. So those are the three things that sort of come to mind as I ask myself the question, what makes it so awesome to have the greatest life coach of all time as my wife and business partner. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to that. Whit and I really appreciate it. But we don't want to just leave you there. If you're ready to make the jump from this sort of passive consumption to really taking some action towards transformation, we want to remind you that this is probably not a one and done sort of endeavor. This is something that's going to take daily renewal of your mind and some consistency. With that in mind, Wit and I have built the course called Trust You, where you can learn to trust yourself and we can walk alongside you as you build your consistency and your ability to do what you say. If that stirs something inside of you, head over to steadfastlifecoaching.com. There's a good chance it's just what you're looking for. Mm-hmm.